0: Hello there and welcome to BS Broad, a lyrical dive into Anderson Paak's Today we'll be starting our exploration of his debut album, Venice, with the first two tracks in the album, Waves and Milk and Honey. Now the first track that we will be looking at is "Wave." Wave serves as an introduction to the album and Normally, I will do one song for every episode that I make, but for this episode, I'm doing two songs, and in case you're wondering why am I doing two songs, well, because this one is literally 27 seconds of beach audio, which is crashing waves and people having fun on the beach. That is all it is. So yeah, it would probably not make much sense to do a full episode about twenty seven seconds of crashing waves and people having fun on the beach. Um, but this does actually signify the start of Anderson's journey starting on the beach, and the bass drum does actually transition into milk and honey, and if you're thinking that this is going to be a uh, light mood for the song Milk and Honey. I mean, it had, like, fun production and, like, fun delivery, I guess. But if you're thinking, like, lyrically, it's going to be, like, a uh, fun song, then you are in for one hell of a ride. So now we're going to go right ahead and jump into Milk and Honey, produced by... Uh, DJ Nobody, uh, I tried looking up some background information about this guy, and there isn't really, uh, much that he is credited for. Well, he does have, like, a lot of producer credits, and he also made, like, albums and shit like that, but, like, uh, there was nothing I really recognized beyond this. So, yeah, let's begin the song. So... The song starts with the first verse with the uh, first line being Went from Chicken Shit Ho to Magnificent Pro. So he started uh off having nothing with a chicken shit life and now he can get whatever he wants and this will be explained in a couple minutes. And I do also want to make out the point that Anderson actually was homeless at one point, and now he's a magnificent pro. So, it continues, shopping bags at the Grove MCM on the coast. Now, the Grove is a high-tier shopping mall in L.A., and this girl is giving Anderson access to some pretty great wealth. And MCM Worldwide is a company that makes bags, accessories, and shoes. And custom ones can be made. That is pretty expensive. However, MCM doesn't make coats. It specializes in bags, of accessories, and shoes, not coats. So, the coat is fake. And that actually does foreshadow something that will later come about in the song. So... It continues. Had to clean up her nose. Had to clean, dream up some goals. Anderson, this girl, had been snorting cocaine, leaving a white substance under her nose. He had to dream of goals because it'd be hard to actually accomplish them, at least while you're high on coke. I mean, I'm not saying that like it's impossible to do some pretty impressive shit when you're high. I mean, Eminem was addicted to a lot of drugs in his prime, and it can be argued that, I mean, I'm glad that, like, he got off that shit and all, but, like, it can be argued that his prime was when he was on those drugs, and, hell, Snoop Dogg, he's one of the most famous rappers. You don't see him without weed. Uh, So, yeah. Swimming in Fendi business that's probably owned. Now Fendi is an Italian fashion company and it's pretty expensive and he's swimming in new clothes, likely discarding these free and this was when he was it was found by him when he was a chicken shit hoe. And this is where this next line is uh where the whole story originates from. I was walking down six, he pulled up in a six. Now, Innocent was walking down 6th Avenue when she pulled up in a 64 Impala, which are a staple of Los Angeles hip-hop music. Prime example, Boys in the Hood by EVE, the first line, which is actually a pretty famous line in hip-hop, cruising down the street in my 64. 64 Impala, same car as that she pulled up in. And then the song continues. She said, Hop in this whip. I said, Bitch, you just said. She said, Baby, don't trip. Now, Anderson is getting pretty suspicious of a girl that pushes him out of the blue, especially in a nice historic car like that. Then she rolled me a spliff. Now, a spliff is a cigarette with uh, both tobacco and marijuana. Now, couldn't An- she be trying to get Anderson under the influence to fuck with him? Um, I mean, there is some stuff that could later show that this could actually be, I guess, of an influence. Uh and then it says continues, Show me pics of her kids showed me pics of her kids. Then she gives me some bread. Bread is playing some money. She is trying to deceive anything to trust him by showing him uh well, by giving him money when they first me and showing him take over other kids. Now, in this story I doubt she has kids, but I think this is like a metaphor of like giving like showing, hey, I trust you. You can fuck me. So I definitely do think there is some metaphorical statement. So the first verse concludes with all that, and I, and what this can be interpreted as is basically an introduction to what Anderson's getting himself into, and basically what also alluding to a bit of foreshadowing that happens during the song. So, now we come across a uh, bridge, which is said in the point of view of the girl. So, it begins, it's yours, babe, because I got big money, so if you need something, don't be ashamed, it's yours, babe, because you got big loving. so go and spend something. I said okay. The girl is basically giving him access to high-end money, and he can get great luxuries, such as an MCM jacket. I mean, yeah, the MCM Jack's fake and all, but like. It's basically establishing a fourth thrust. For and then it continues. I said okay, and there's also an ad-lib on lib. need good love. Well, it's in parentheses. I'm just calling it an ad lib because why the fuck not? And, uh. Anderson is basically accepting what the woman is doing for him, and this is a sarcastic interpolation of the Beatles song, All I Need is Love, and while good love is nice, he's in this sort of life. And as for this, why I specifically mentioned it being said in the point of view of the girl will be revealed. Later on, and then we come along in to a catchy hook, and now I'm women in milk and honey, women in milk and honey, which is repeated throughout the hook um Now, this is a reference to exodus three eight in the Bible, which says, "So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land." a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittite, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. The land of milk and honey is Canaan, which is a promised land of the Israelites, and what's basically being described in Exodus eight. And this is actually a uh, metaphor for the life that he's living, which is surrounded by wealth. And then I, this is a lyrical line-by-line analysis, so I kind of have to bring up Dick in this bitch's stomach, which yeah, they're fucking. And what this basically all alludes to is like, they have this Well, Anderson is basically living the good life because of her. And she's giving him all the wealth that he uh, would ever want. So then we go on to the second verse. And it begins with, it's too good to be true. I ain't got nothing to do. I got two to the truth. I just spent all the food. So, anything is saying that was all he was going be true, which is literally the first, uh, first part of the phrase, I guess. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and he is saying that Pretty much to go to because he's been living in, in this city life, but now he um, it's his as well, and he's treated him so well that he's telling you that's specific. And then it continues with, he said, Get what you want. He said, This how you do. But if I catch you as other bitches, you'll throw on the switch. I said, Baby, it's your. I said it's yours day. I'm a. I put your name on the script. So basically, she has a uh, one condition, which is that Anderson will remain exclusive to her, and Anderson agrees to this. And also, uh, something that's worth noting. Um, and okay, I in terms of like even doing work, um. I will say that I take their interpretations into consideration. Like, I look at them, but, like, I also try to, like, think of what I want to do on my own. Because, like, I want to at least provide some sort of original content. So I'm not, like, reading, like, putting on every, uh, to for the unit. Um, but, like, this is actually something that is on. That was on Junior Polaris that um, I did want to point out because I thought this was actually uh, really good and worth talking about. So, what this uh, person said. It's worth noting that the girl threatening to split his wrist shows his dysfunction with- in their relationship. Totally drug and it's been buying everything, and something that will happen later on which I won't spoil yet. yet, um, I mean, I'd recommend listening to this album before, like, going into that section, because, like, this song does have a uh, small clip. Uh, she's obviously got a couple of so, yeah, she obviously does sound pretty fucked up between, like, all the drugs, and anything, uh, buying it, and converting it to everything you want now. now, threatening to fucking slit his throat with his teeth. Uh, yeah, that does sound a bit dysfunctional. Um, so then, it continues. But I was lying, of course, I'm slamming chick after chick. Seeing as like she gave me the force. I'm making her right on the script. So there's sound uh infidelity and reconocle in the relationship. As soon as he makes a promise not to have anyone else in his life, uh, unless he wants to force her, he breaks it. And also, in you know, second line I did wanna point something out. It says as soon as soon as he gave him divorce, I don't know why I think that he and her are two different people that so she's referring to, uh, the an and the her could be someone else. So, he is really using her well for cheating. And then it continues. I popped some white on the stick, and pulled up white on the stick. Um, Anderson is using the money to that he gets to wear another girl, and he white And, he was using the money that he gets from the other girl in order to pick up other chicks. The one thing that he was asked not to do. So, yeah, this is not gonna end well. I mean, this part isn't really um, explicitly revisited, but, like, you know, like, if he found out things you know, that he was And overall, the second verse is basically about don't make a promise that you can't keep. And then is promising that he's gonna be exclusive to her and he lied. So then they is bridged. And the bridge is the exact same as it was before. The exact same lyric, delivery, flow, everything, but there is actually one key difference in this. Um, so, in the first round, uh, the main girl is actually talking to Anderson, and Anderson actually relays the exact same message to another girl on this bridge, and this wealth that he's referring to in the bridge, it actually belongs to, well, originates from the um mandarin. and so that is definitely uh something that is worth talking about. Um and yeah, the hook is also repeated, but that is the same. So now we go on to the third verse, and this one is a pretty good one. So it starts off with I got Gold, I got Ice, I got Pablo and Pop, Polo and Knife. I got Lean, I got Sprite. Start to spend a couple racks in one night. Now, because of the man, because of this girl, Anderson has these expensive things, and he's going to go off to party tonight, and presumably, he's going to try and get some. And then, it continues. And motherfuckers going to. Tell me take it, right? Motherfuckers want to tell me take it easy. I don't need no one's advice. N words all want to be easy. Now, uh, before I go into that annotation, uh, something I you want to yes. Uh, now, that word, the uh, one that begins at the end, um, I am, okay, I'll, I am white, and I don't really see any problem saying the word as long as, like, you're quoting something or, like, not using it in a racial context, but in the podcast, I don't really want to, like, I I can understand why it would be, I guess, offensive to some people, so I'm not going to, like, go that route. So, yeah. So people are warning him not to, like, go through with the... Uh, his plans for the night, and it's obviously because making drugs, girl, money, and partying, not a great idea. And Anderson just shrugs him off and does what he wants, because he can, and he's starting to think that people are jealous of him well. And then it continues, I was writing down six, and the story going to end. Right where it started, on 6th Avenue. And then it continues. And got stopped by the pigs. They said hop out the whip. I said, fuck you yeah, I do. They said pop at the trunk. I'm like, pop it, you, you They said don't make a shoot. They said don't make a move. Um, song was catchy. Eggs. Like, I'm getting the flow and, like, so catchy. Like, the thing with Anderson, like, you can't just resist and, like, just at least, like, think of, uh, like, thing along in your mind. Like, the thing I love about him, that's why I'm doing a whole fucking podcast on him. Um, and it says, Anderson, um, so basically, Anderson just got pulled over by the cops and, He's confused at the moment because he is not sure why he'd be wanted, and he's about to find out in a couple minutes. So, it continues, I was as high as a kite, I had Xanax in white. So, not only was the eye on cocaine, but also Xanax, so this is not going to help the situation. I looked up at the light, like, what the fuck is my life? So, it's at this moment that he's realizing that he is wasting his life. And, like, basically, uh, he could be doing so much better things right now, but he got, uh, stuck in this kind of place. So, then it continues. They said my place ain't legit, so they opened my shit, and when they opened my shit, it was snowing a fridge. I felt dumb as a brick. I had no idea. She had stolen the whip. So, the car looked familiar to the cops. They see the license plate and realize that they stolen vehicle that they've been looking for, and they open the truck, and it's filled with cocaine. Uh, he's shocked by this, and he's shocked because, like, she was involved with, like, the drugs and shit, but, like, um, like he's shocked to find out that she'd do something like this. And then it continues, this bitch had warrants and shit. So she's the one criminal criminal that has committed such crimes that she's worthy of a such crimes, uh worthy of a search warrant and then the Spitz pulled multiple licks and the Spitch had bodies on burners. So multiple licks had mean means she'd not that clear. What is like not really a hundred percent clear but like this is my interpretation of lines the body on burners. Now my interpretation of that the, is that it refers to her having killed people. So not only had this girl that Anton had been seeing a thief, but very possibly a murderer too. And then and I and when I called her for myself, the only message I heard was and then it's the outro. So Assume it I'm gonna just go out on one and say that it gone straight voicemail and she'd known the day it was coming, so she had stole a car for him and planted cocaine in there and she knew he'd call, so she recorded the outro, which would be the thing that redirected when he would not uh pick up the phone and I'm thinking that this could be because and with unfaithful, but it's very possible that this could have also been planned since the day they met. I mean that could possibly take away from like the second verse the second verse like making it completely pointless, but like that is definitely a feasible theory, and basically um yeah, this verse is pretty batshit insane from the way it's going. So then we we'll go on to the outro and uh so it starts with the line, It's yours, babe. Now this line has been said multiple times throughout the song. Um uh, before like earlier in the song it said that was love as she'd been giving anything she wants. Now this actually takes on a whole new meaning that this is your problem now. And then she is saying in this I'm assuming the voicemail mailbox redirection, thing, whatever the fuck's called. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Don't say a fucking word. So she's telling him that she screwed him over and she also threatened him not to uh, tell the cops about anything and this threat continues that no, don't don't say shit. Now I'm gone, I'm on a plane, babe. So she's fleeing the country so that she can't be punished for the crime that she committed in america and get away with throwing in some of the bucks. and then we got the line but no you wanted to spend the money you wanted to live you know you want to live large you got sneakers and all that so now you deal with them bricks anderson took advantage of this money by buying the expensive clothes and drugs now, he's learning that there's a consequence, there are consequences for your actions, and and she's going to have to deal with that of cocaine that she planted in the car, and then she continues on with, you say my fucking name, you're a dead man, Uh, so she's basically threatening him not to snitch, and if he does, then he's a dead man. And then it concludes with, I said okay, and he's now accepting the fact that he has to take the responsibility for this girl's action and for what she did because she's played the country now and he's under the bus. So now we reach a conclusion. So this song starts off with uh Anderson's uh well, it really just starts off with a wave crash at the beach and then that transitions into uh milk and honey, which deals with a girl that Anderson comes across and offers him a great amount of wealth on the condition that he won't treat. And he while he agrees, turns it back on Thomas. He spends the money on expensive clothing and drugs. This later comes back to get him when the cops pull him over after he was driving in a car he gave him, which happened to be stolen. There was also loads of cocaine in the trunk. He learned that he had been seeing a criminal who had been robbed and, who had robbed and killed. But by the time he finds out who he saw, he'd already left the country, leaving him to deal with anything. And uh, before I like go into like and all that, I do also want to... Do something, say something, another thing that's worth mentioning about the narrative, and she probably wasn't even really worried about like being let out because she knew that he would probably be high, and he was high as a kite, and so even if he were to rat her out, the cops wouldn't believe him because of the uh, daniels and coke. So this song uh deals with uh uh, trust and honesty. And the second verse pretty much shows Anderson making a promise he immediately goes back on. And the third verse basically shows the elaborate elaborate, elaborate scheme that she has of backstabbing him and it also goes into uh, how actions have consequences is and these actions could involve trusting somebody random who pulls up to you in a 64 Impala to spending money on vast amounts of clothing and because that shit's going to bite you in the ass one day, and you're not going to expect it, but hey, uh, you just gotta uh, learn that your actions have consequences. Uh, Newton's third law, every reaction has an equal in the opposite reaction, which is uh gonna not gonna be fun. So, uh yeah, thank you for listening into this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed uh listening to me uh blab on about wave and uh milk and honey and I will see you all in the next episode where I examine the city, and the city will be the only episode I dissect in the episode because there's no uh, track for it, that's 27 seconds long of a recording at a peak, so, yeah, be sure to uh, hit the subscribe button if you're on, like, Apple Podcasts, or, well, actually, pretty much any way you listen to podcasts, I... First of use Apple and buy, distribute it through Anchor. Um, but wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to, like, follow up. with good good you just leave a good word for me. And I will see you all in the next episode. Take care, guys.